This MMA Roadshow. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm guest co-host John Morgan. And it's like, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I really appreciate you having me, man. No, Oscar Willis from the Mac Live is with me. John Morgan here. Oscar's been a, uh, a frequent guest. So frequent, he might as well be one of the co-hosts at this yeah, point. I mean, you may as well just give me a chair and, you know, I'll be there. I'm telling you. Just to, I will say, Cole Coffee is with us here. We are in Chicago for uh, the UFC event this week. UFC 238, a, a loaded card that we're going to get to, but... To be fair, he is buried deep in the edit next door, and for all the passive-aggressive talk he likes to throw in my direction, he was starting to get a little, a little crisp around the edges, and we said, "Big man, we'll just, we'll just leave you there alone." He cares about his work. He cares about the output, and so when you got an artist working away, you want to let them do it. So. <laughs> you got to let him be an artist, right? So we just said, you know what? Fine. We'll go grab a couple of frosty beverages, and of we'll course. just sit down and talk some MMA. So it has been a, a busy couple of days since we got here, like you said, UFC 238, so Hudo versus Marias. A loaded card, and I really do mean that. I mean, I think people say that sometimes, but I think, what's the stat? There's like 21 ranked fighters on here, something ridiculous like that. I mean, yeah. every fight on there, there's only only one debuting fighter, I believe. So, I mean, it, it, not that there's anything wrong with debuting fighters. Of course, it's those recognizable names. I mean, when you, when you look down and you've got – uh, you know, Caitlin Chukagian and Joanne Calderwood kicking off the yeah, card. I mean, that's that's meaningful. So this is this is great. But there is no question about it. As funny as it is, two title fights, loaded card. It really got popping once Cowboy and Tony Ferguson was added to it. I mean, I I, I do believe that's the fight that everybody's most focused on this week. Well, you can have these cards, and I think back to stuff like UFC 206 with Holloway versus Pettis, you can have these cards where people who follow MMA can be like, wow, that's a really great card, but it won't really cross over right. to those those mainstream audiences. And then when you take those cards and you apply one of those crazy fights, it takes it from a, that's a good card, to a, I am watching. That's right, that and it's card. weird that you could add a fight kind of in the middle of the yeah. lineup, right? I mean, I think there were some people saying like, could you even have put this as the main event? I don't think you could do that. I think that'd be a little disrespectful of your of your championship matchups. Yeah, and it's it you know it's a conversation where it's supposedly the UFC want the belts to remain at the top, and I understand that. And I'm I'm not necessarily sure if you're going to break that tradition if Tony versus Cowboy is the fight to break it for. Right. But I mean, it, I you know. You just think, oh, five rounds. But imagine if it was five oh, rounds. This, that is the, is the that's the bummer, right? Like I don't really care about card placement. Yeah. Fine, it's the third fight from the top, whatever. Yeah. But man, if we get fifteen minutes of epic matchup, and they were like, why don't we have ten more minutes to go? Yeah, well, I mean, look, crazy things have happened. If it's that good for fifteen minutes, Dane will probably be like, we'll do it again at <laughs> the main event. You know, so. <laughs> that'd be great, right? I mean, I guess, I mean, I. I imagine the fact that it's only three rounds probably made it a little bit easier for both guys to to be willing to step in on what was very short notice, right? Like you know, right. a month or so. I mean, I guess that helped bring it together. But there's no question. And by the way, you know, I've talked to several people behind the scenes. It's not just uh, oh yeah, people started feeling better about this card. Like there was a, a legit ticket sale pickup as soon as they announced this fight. Well, we talk about Cerrone's resurgence recently, um, and. We also talk about how it's sometimes a negative that he keeps taking fights when he could probably just sit still and get a title shot. But I th I think in this ESPN era, his frequent activity has probably made him even more of a big deal. It's true. And so now, to uh, like we were talking about casual audience, I think they're like, there's that cowboy guy again. Dude, he's had two fights this year. I saw both of them, and they're both crazy fights. I think he's a... Uh, 
He's he's a unique guy in MMA. He's not like this crazy mainstream dude, right. like not even like John Jones, you know. But he has his own unique appeal, where he's just like, yeah, he's cowboy. Right? He's cowboy. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's always said. My goal is just that when Cowboys fighting, you go. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I got to do. I don't yeah. know where. I, you know, but I'm going to find that channel. I'm going to buy because I got to see it. And I think he's he's accomplished. All right, we'll get to that fight in just a second. Let's start out with the main event. It is Henry Cejudo moving up to 135 pounds, taking on Marlon Marias for the uh, vacant bantamweight title. Of course, it was supposed to be T.J. Dillashaw, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know Marlon Marias became kind of, I guess, the, the 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 biggest recipient out of that whole situation, right? Because he yeah. was kind of the man on the outside looking in and probably deserved a title shot, but of course, you know, Cejudo had the history, so I, I like the fight, I mean, you know, TJ is, is his thing, and he'll be back, I, I like this fight, um, I, I tell you what I'm most interested in is, it's a good fight, it's a good fight, and I know Marlon has been kind of an unheralded contender, a, a guy that maybe a lot of people don't know, he doesn't talk a lot of trash, um, people do kind of poke fun at his voice, you know, he's got kind of that <laughs> high-pitched, you know, old-school Mike Tyson-esque <laughs> voice, you know, with the Portuguese accent on yeah. it, though, Um but man, we saw it today. So you know they have that they had that kickoff press conference in Atlanta, right? And, right. We're, and we're there, and man, they're going back and forth. They did kind of I don't know that necessarily they stole the show, but they were, they they definitely featured prominently in that show, right? right. Them them kind of talking back and forth a little bit. Yeah. And then as this thing is carried on, it's gotten a little bit more, a little bit more. And today, it got downright heated. Now, all right, it starts out with Tahuto, <laughs> and. and the fog comes down on the stage. You really got to <laughs> set it, right? I mean, because so, so Marias was in the first group, so he was there. Yeah. The way they do it, uh, a lot of these big times, they'll bring half the fighters. You know, they'll bring the blue corner first, then they'll then they'll do the face-offs, and the red corner stick around and talk. So we hadn't seen Zahudo at that part, right? We're talking to, to, to Marias. Then they show up. Zahudo rolls in. He's got the, the royal cape on. He's got the, 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 the crown on, you know, signifying he's the pound-for-pound king. Right. He's got the gold medal wrapped around his neck. Now he did say later it's a replica gold medal, but oh, still okay. a gold medal nonetheless. Um, and he's did got. Did he win? What, he won a gold medal in wrestling, if, of all things. If you believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a very very little it's known crazy. fact, but if you do your research, you know it's 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 hard to find, but it's there. He did actually win a gold medal. Fantastic. <laughs> I love how much he throws it out there. I love that he goes with it. Yeah. But then on top of that. Well, first of all, the snake is back, and I'm like, why is the damn snake back? So he's got he, – that snake was so bad in Brooklyn, but he's got a, a, a magic hat, you yeah. know, magic Marlon Marais. And, and, and he, he's got a, a Mickey Mouse in there, he's got a snake, and he's got a bunny. And he, and he steps up on stage, and he throws the Mickey Mouse out, and he throws the snake out, pounces it on the stage again, and then he throws the bunny out. He later explains, if he didn't get the significance of it, Mickey Mouse was Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson. The snake, of course, was T.J. Dillashaw. And now he's pulling a rabbit out of the hat because he doesn't believe in magic. It's all illusion and tricks are for kids. That's what he said in the scrum. So, uh, he's, he's, you know, listen, he's, he's becoming a showman. He's loading up. He's saying the lines he needs to. It is cringy. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It is cringy as hell. But it did get Marlon fired up. We did get a, a pretty good little media day face-off. I imagine we'll get another one at the, at the – at the actual ceremonial weigh-ins, but the media day face-off was good, and then it got even a little more heated afterwards, right, because one of uh, Cejudo's teammates started yelling at uh, at Marias. It was actually uh, Bruno Silva, who's recently signed to the UFC. He's going to be fighting in Abu Dhabi. But uh, So, you know, the, on- the on-stage antics, okay, it was good, it was good, it was a good stare-down. Uh, but then it started to get a little tense in there, yeah. right? I mean, it, it was like the camps were starting to go back and forth, and you know, Frankie Edgar's piping up, and and and, and there's people everywhere. Security got a hold of it real quick, settled it all down. But I, I, I mean, 
I do feel like this is gaining a lot more attention. I, I, I still think I'm, I'm, I'm glad Cowboy and Fergus is on here because I think that's what's been getting our most clicks For and sure. that's what's been getting the most attention. But I do feel like this matchup is becoming a, a, a matchup that people care about. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we have this old saying, you fake it till you make it. Right. It almost felt like they faked having beef, and now suddenly it's like, oh, now they, they – you remember when you said that thing? That actually pissed me off. That's and fair. now it feels like they do – It felt like kind of contrived, right? They share a manager, they have yeah, Ali Abdelaziz, I, I, so it, it did yeah. kind of feel like in the beginning, like, are they just in, making in the press this up? Co- in the press conference, I felt like, I was like, oh, my God, these guys are really working over to, to try and – I did too. I, I did it, too. I thought it was very contrived. I thought it was very much uh, for the – an unspoken agreement, but now, I, I certainly from Marlon, I I hear genuine sort of like ugh about Henry. I yep. mean, even when he walked on stage today and he saw Henry, <laughs> saw Henry come out in the regalia, uh, he went, "Oh my god!" Like, like, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> and he sort of made like such a ugh face. Like I and, can't believe this guy. And then you know, the more the more Henry was doing stuff, that he was just sort of like. He eventually started like going, <laughs> like laughing. I think he's like, <laughs> but I don't think you know he's a proud Brazilian. It's not really the sort of stuff they do. I, I I think he, I don't know if necessarily he dislikes Henry, but I fi- I think he probably finds him very irritating. He's definitely getting annoying you know, for him. Just, uh, it was funny because uh, so at the open workouts, so first of all, rowdy crowd in Chicago, yeah, right? I mean, so. they were spirited in some in a good way, some in kind of annoying <laughs> way. But they, they were having fun. They they might have had a few frosty beverages before course, they showed up to the workouts. Him. You know, you got to. But it was funny because I thought Mariah's got a really nice pop, and I wasn't – I didn't really expect that. I just feel like he's – I don't want to say an unknown guy, but, yeah, I feel like – I mean, he's an incredible fighter, right? Like, I've loved him since the w, WSOF days. I mean, he's, he's, he's incredible, but I just feel like he hasn't really resonated, right? Yeah, for sure. So to hear the kind of cheers, I was like, wow, that's kind of surprising. And then he walked over to the scrum, and, and, and to your point, man, I asked him, I was like, you know, man, did you – do you think that support? Were you a little bit surprised? He's like, it's easy to have fans when you're fighting Henry Cejudo. Like, I'm like, are you saying that nobody likes Henry Cejudo? He's like, seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree. It's funny because that, that first press conference, I thought, oh, man, they're just making it up. And yeah. I, I mean, look, I do think Cejudo, I mean, listen, I mean, his lead coach, of course, Eric Abrasin, like he's – Eric embraces that stuff. He loves coming up with storylines yeah, and coming yeah. up with ideas. And I think he's really helped coach Henry to understand it. But, the, I mean, listen – I don't have to tell you, MrMacLife.com, you know, that this is this is the entertainment era, right? I mean, it, it, people, for better or for worse, and 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 I feel like today was almost an example of it being worse, where the camps were about to get into it, where you're like, guys, chill, you know? It, it people want to see that stuff. Oh, well, I have an inch. I, I I agree, and I find I think we're reaching a thing. You know how sometimes trends go one way, and then it gets almost too far, and we start swinging back. Mm-hmm. I finding, despite this whole entertainment era, and I. People sort of talk about it disparagingly, like they, you know, oh god, here they go again. I think we're finding it actually a nice, interesting balance because for every Henry Cejudo uh, and waving his snake around on stage, metaphorically um, <laughs> speaking, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the toy snake, the toy snake. <laughs> but for every every Henry Cejudo time you get that, you get. I feel like every card's given us a Ferguson cowboy. You get like a real sure. fight where it's like a bit, so. We'll get onto it, but for example, I said to Cerrone, "Did you hear about Al Iaquinta's comments?" And he said, "Oh no, what did he say?" <laughs> and I, I said, "He said you beat the shit out of him like a veteran should." And he went, "He said that," and he went, "He was like, man, that's so cool." He's like, "Props to him for just nice. saying that." And he said, like, "He's like, I've loved that." He's like, "I want that sport to get. I want the sport." And it, it was a moment where he. That's cool. So that was a cool moment. So back to the the pop at the open workouts. I was surprised at how, but they, I mean, everyone got a good reception. Valentino's got a crazy reception yeah, yeah. You know? but uh, I think as you said Marlon's not been a guy 
I think you could stick on a poster and people would be like, oh, snap, got to get that guy. So, I wonder if in a lot of ways, you know, I'll just, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll show my hand. I'm picking Marlon Marais to win this fight. I, I, I do. I mean, not that I, I don't respect Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo is fantastic. I just, Marlon's speed, his striking, man, I just, I think it's on another level. It's yeah. vicious, you know, and I'm picking him. But it's interesting because I'm thinking now, and I guess TJ Dillashaw is kind of a, uh, um, you know, a villain as well. But, like, yeah. I, I feel like, like Marlon beating Cejudo to become a champion in the long run, gives him a lot more love than him beating TJ Dillashaw. I completely agree, actually. Yeah. It's, it's funny, with the TJ thing, it's funny, until you mentioned it at the beginning of this, I completely forgot it's because he did that that we've got this fight. Right. And that's an example of how fast we move on in our, in our world of MMA. But I agree, because TJ wasn't necessarily popular, but I don't... There's something about Henry that just really just seems bothers to people. bothers people. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. It just gets people's fucking backs up. There's something about him that's like, oh, God. And I think when you're like that, in fact, talking the opposite way, the more Henry wins and the more he ramps it up, I think people like, I don't think it's going to be like the Colby Covington thing. Right. Where people are just like, I don't want you on my screen. Right. I think with Henry, people are going to be like, Can someone please smash this guy. <laughs> it's so I crazy. really think he's going to turn into a bad, you know. Here's the Olympic gold medal winner. <laughs> you know, the guy that's out there during open workouts, by the way, gives a motivational yeah, yeah, speech. Yeah. He's trying to help people turn their lives around. He's talking about where he came from. You know, his dad was selling their Christmas toys for crack. And, yeah. you know, I mean, here's this guy that came from the bottom to the top over came all he live in the american dream yeah. and everybody hates him <laughs> <laughs> like everybody hates yeah, him seriously but he, it's good but I, you know i think he's it's weird because i think he is embracing i mean I, I remember i mean it's funny it was definitely over a couple frosty beverages but i remember telling him one time like it was totally out of my p- position to tell him this but <laughs> he was like i just don't know why i was like he's like i don't know why people think i'm fake i'm like because you're fake you know what i mean like and not in a bad way. It's just like I think he was always trying to be like the PR perfect guy, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And now I think this is who like like he isn't brave. He is a little cringy. He is a little dorky. He is sure. a little weird. And he is like you know. But it's it's good. I mean, I think it's I think it's making people care about him. Well, listen, and I was about to say you kind of beat me to it. But for all those people who are listening to this and they're thinking, oh god, why are they even endorsing this behavior? Like he's it's it's all fake. It's a character. It's fucking annoying. Right? This. Put it this way. Eight months ago. Would you have been talking about Cejudo, Marlon Marais, if it was booked in the way you're talking about it now? Absolutely not. And and therefore, unfortunately, in the world we live in today, and I yeah. actually don't even think, like, there are some things where people do, like Stephen A. Smith says stupid shit, and we end up talking about him right. just like now, and yeah. he wins, and I feel sick yeah. that he wins. But with Henry, it's it's pretty harmless. It's pretty fun. It's yeah. just It's just... It's fighting. It doesn't necessarily have to be serious. You know, yeah. it can be goofy. He's it's a, dorky. It's, it's kind dorky. of funny. Like it, it's, it's harmless. It's a new angle on it, right? And, right. you know, as the sport gets older, we're going to start seeing the same sort of behavior from similar people. Like, this guy wears a suit. That guy wears a suit. That became a trend. And you're right. going to see similar characters. So when you have someone who's doing something fresh and different, it's enjoy, well, enjoy what it's there. And, and let's, let's cap it off with this, too. Both these guys, it's not like we're just saying – Oh, these amazing personalities. That's why yeah. they're, they're phenomenal well, athletes. Well, this is it. Phenomenal athletes. There, there are maybe have been some people previously in this sport who have gotten very far based on their um, 
you know, the, yeah. the out the output of the you know. I mean, God charisma. bless Chael Sonnen. Well, I know yeah, where I, you're going with that. I didn't want to mention him. You yeah, know, God, listen, listen, I love Chael, man. I always enjoy talking to Chael, and it's not that he's a bad fighter. Well, he never lost. That's right. He's undefeated. <laughs> he's undefeated. And undefeated. Undisputed. But he, yeah, exactly. He 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 fell short in the biggest moments. Yeah. He is not. Like if he's a person that you were saying in ring accomplishments is he a Hall of Famer? You know, even and I'm saying, you know, not just the Dana White Sports, USC sporting meritocracy. Yeah, is he a Hall of Famer? No, is he? A, but is he a notable, meaningful, 100%. historical figure? One, one hundred percent. And again, guys, I don't know why, as if I'm giving <laughs> preaching to these poor bastard <laughs> listeners who are probably like, I oh, know we get it too. But uh, you know, again, it's a similar thing. If Anderson had beat Chael after Chael said nothing. It had just been an Anderson victory, brushed aside. Because Chael Sonnen was who he was, Anderson's win meant so much more so to true. both of them. And it becomes, like it or not, a legacy thing. That's it's it's important. And, I, you know, if Marlon beats Cejudo this Saturday, he's going to do it and be way more of a big deal than he would have been otherwise. And he's going to probably, on some level, be like, thanks to that guy for being such a dick that now everyone wanted me to beat him. You yep. know, there's, there's, there's a two-way thing, you know? I get it. You know, we, one thing we haven't really talked about this week uh, with these guys or really amongst ourselves, and I think it's probably just because we're all kind of tired of talking about it, but I do want to bring it up real quickly. Do you think the result one way or the other impacts what happens at flyweight? I mean, is the is I mean, is it is it better – for Henry to win because the, you know now you've got this guy that's a champion of two divisions, or is it better for him to lose because now he has a he he'll be excited to go back and defend his belt? Well, it's funny that you said that because actually I don't think he's been asked one time this week, um, which maybe is the UFC's tactic. Fuck, I haven't just heard. Wait it out. Eventually yeah. they'll stop <laughs> they'll caring. Stop asking about yeah, it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean I think it's if he wins, I would say I think Flyweight's days are numbered regardless. I agree. You know they're cutting, I hate it, but they, I agree. yeah, they're cutting them more and more. They they they're not the flyweights on the chopping block. Yeah. But if Cejudo wins, that that time gets increasingly shorter. I think so too. I think if Henry loses, they'll get him down there, and they'll probably probably see if Benavidez wins, and they'll probably make that fight again. But I mean, they're they're trading water, you know, which yeah, sucks, I mean, which really sucks. Aaron Bronstetter tweeted, I think they're down to like ten people on the 10 roster or 11, at flyweight. 10 or 11 flyweights and and. I think so too. Like I think if you're a flyweight, you're probably cheering for Cejudo to lose because then he, he goes back and he's because he's gonna want to at least defend the belt that he's got. Like, hey, I I tried, I went up there, you know, I tried. Well, he's to- a huge competitor. Yeah. So you say say what you want about him, he's, he is very competitive. So right. I don't think if he lost at 135 and they're like, and now you're we're taking the belt off you because we're closing that division, I don't think he'd be down for that. He'd be like, no, 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 I'll go and defend my title. Right. Yeah. And very much like Conor McGregor, I mean. Once you do, you win a belt in a higher weight class, I'm sure thinking about that weight cut back yeah. down to where you were ain't fun. Yeah, it's not fun, and it's harder because you've put on the mass in theory to yeah to to stop yourself from getting down there. Yep. You know, that's why I mean Holloway might be interesting, but maybe Holloway never put the mass on to be at 155. So but, true, but it's 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 very rare that I mean TJ was wasn't TJ essentially the first guy to drop down yep. to try and fight at a yep. level. Everybody always moves up, not worked, down. Works really well for him and. I mean, he, he. I was about to say may or may not. He definitely had help getting down to one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I think at this point, you no longer have to allegedly <laughs> yeah, or anything yeah. like that. You can just say it. All right. Well, listen. I, I made my pick. I mean, I, I don't know. Are, do you? Are you feeling strongly? I mean, not like your job is to make picks, but no, I'm just curious if you have a, a, a conviction about this. Well, one. at the beginning of the week, I was very strong for Cejudo. Yeah. Because I thought, well, Marlon's very, very good and very. Expert. I, I thought Cejudo's stand up has become much better but he'll always have that wrestling to fall back on and mm-hmm. a lot of times it's whoever can dictate where it goes or even just offer the threat of the wrestling wins 
and I think Cejudo can do that. But I have to say, man, Cejudo's been doing a lot. He's been a very busy man. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's... He looks a little bit tired, to be honest. And th- this is a pure hearsay and, and bullshit. But Al Jermaine Sterling said to me in an interview today at the media day, he's like, I hear rumours that there might be a slot opening up on Saturday for me to jump into. And he's like, so I'm making 135 on the dot. He's like, I just hear things. And he does, this, does this fall back to that the tweet, the well, rumor? He, he didn't mention anything to do with the tweet or anything. I said, can you expand? He said, no, no, Which, no. Which, by the way, if just if I didn't see, there was a tweet uh, by a reporter who said that there was a, he heard there was a knee injury, or heard there was an injury of some kind, yeah. a scream in the workout room, uh, followed by another scream. We asked Henry about it. He did do a little dance. I mean, <laughs> in a very cringeworthy yeah. Henry Cejudo fashion, he was like, I'm fine. And he started, yeah, yeah. and it was like, it wasn't enough to just like throw a kick or a knee. And then he started like yeah, tap dancing. did it for about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, as long yeah. as Tony Ferguson's workout. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, yeah, and he said he was fine and stuff. Then he did say, you know, I did bump my knee and that right. hurt. So, but, uh, I, and even if you took out that comment that, oh, I hear things. Yeah. I do think he d- he's been doing a lot of media. And I do think at some point, your attention, you know, even if it's on this character that he's doing and he's really pushing this gimmick, at some point your attention will wane, I think. Yeah. So, after all that, I'm still picking Cejudo, but my, I really, now I'm, I I could see myself going to Marlon yeah. when they go in the cage and I yeah. switch right then. Yeah. You just see, you just see, like, and you know, he did, didn't do a workout. He brought a stool out and did a TED talk instead. And then he didn't, he didn't do it today at the media day for fans who don't know. They usually stick around for an hour yep. and they just wait. He did. He's like, came out. So I'm doing 10 minutes for all one of you scrum, at once. Yep. He's like, one. And then I'm out. Yep. And that's what he did. Yep. And I don't know. I just think maybe, maybe he's, he's like, this is the first time because against TJ, TJ was the bigger name against Demetrius. Demetrius is the bigger name. This is probably the first time he's been the headliner. Yeah. And maybe that, that can wear on him. It's wearing on him a little bit. It can be. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, dude, they had him throwing out a first pitch. I mean, I know that that's not a lot of work, but still, it's one more thing to do, like, yeah. before I go to the media day. It's not even one, it's one more thing I have to do before I get in the sauna and cut my weight. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's all hours. It's all just hours onto your day. You've got to get up at six today, Henry, because we've got to take you to the you know, stadium. It just all gets a bit tiring, you know? So, interesting. just something to think about. All right, let's talk about the co-main event. Uh, I think, interestingly enough, I mean, Bounce especially... Bounce win, the end. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I feel like... This is the fight that nobody's really talking about, and, and I don't feel a ton of interest in it, and I feel bad. I mean, Jessica I is a sweet girl, and she is saying all the right things. And, of course, she's training at Stream Couture in Vegas, so know a lot of those people. Yeah, she's got the, the, the underdog barking yeah, all week yeah. long. She's She's got it, man. She, listen, I like the fact that she makes no bones about the fact that, you know, everybody's counting me out. Nobody believes me, but – you know, I'm fighting for those people that, that, that don't believe. And, and so it's so funny because like, I, I have no, I don't want to disrespect her in any way. I like her attitude. I like her acceptance of her position. I like her drive. And I will say, I mean, she did always tell us, I just need to get to 25 and yeah. I'll show you. And she has delivered over and over and over. I just think the, the way people feel about this fight isn't so much, you know, a negative uh, anything towards Jessica. It's just that I think we all look at Valentina Shevchenko and just think, this girl is really good. Yeah, you're here for a while. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think uh, it's funny actually because Jessica, her, she, you know, she goes on these very long diatribes and stuff. And for a while there, I was sort of like, okay, you know, you're here to lose to Valentina. Like, let's get on with it. But uh, to be honest, by the end of this week, her relentless positivity yes. in the face of essentially everyone disregarding her started to sort of wear off on me a little yeah. bit. You know. She, yeah, I mean, she barks like a dog, and that's 
pretty stupid. And then she says things <laughs> like, you know, I'm, the losers win today, but it's not on fight day. It's on the media. You know, things like she, she sort of misses the mark a little bit. But, you know, fair play to her because it could be very easy to be overwhelmed by essentially what everyone is saying is insurmountable tasks. Right. And incidentally, she's it's not like she's... It's not like she's fighting someone like Rose Nama Yunus, who Rose is a little bit timid herself. So even if you were the massive underdog, you'd be like, well, this girl doesn't seem so excited to be here either. Right. Valentina is pretty open about the fact that, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick your ass. There's, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what was her quote? It's like, she's, she doesn't she, strike yeah, she better she than me. She said to me, me earlier today, she went, I mean, what she do? She doesn't strike better than me. She doesn't grapple better than me. She doesn't move better than me. She doesn't do this better than me. What's she going to do? And it's sort of like, well, yeah, I mean, Valentina would be quite so relentlessly living in the real world, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I feel bad for Jessica because I do feel like everybody's basically just – it's just a foregone conclusion. I mean, normally you have two title fights on a card. You don't need to come in and bring in your, your superstars yeah. and your Cowboy and your Ferguson, but but they did. And I feel like a lot of that, and, and there's not really any discussion, is just because everybody feels it's a foregone conclusion. And, yeah, I, I'm picking Shevchenko handily yeah. as well. But lest we forget, in this crazy, crazy game of fists, just last Saturday night in Madison Square Garden, a fat guy – with Mexican heritage, walked in and like stone cold bashed Adonis to the ground four times and walked away with four heavyweight titles. That's crazy. When you got people throwing stuff, I'm, I say this, I'm really like building her up. Valentina's probably going to win this fight, <laughs> and I'm sorry that I have to be a dick about it, but she, like, she is the Ruiz of MMA. Yeah, yeah. Could you? Im- I mean, could you imagine if she won? Oh, it'd be crazy. How quick would Valentina get that rematch? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be crazy. I, I know it's a. I love the way Jessica's handling herself. I there really was, do. There, like was a, there was a fantastic man once said, if you can believe a man came down from the sky and walked on water, you can believe I'm knocking Luke Rockhard out next <laughs> Saturday. And I think that's what Jessica I has to feel oh like. Oh, my God. Michael Bisping. <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah, yeah listen, I, 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 I hate to, like I said, I, I don't want to disrespect Jessica I, especially, you know, she's in our backyard in Vegas. I know the camp around her is excited. I mean, Eric Nixick's here, Great Maynard's here. Um, you know, they're all excited for her, and they believe that she's put in the work. But she's just got a really, really tough. I, I just, I think, I think Valentina is amazing, man. I really do. It's almost if if Valentina was someone keep comparing her to other champions, but if Valentina was someone who wasn't so disgustingly clinical, it would be like there's some windows for Jessica to find success. But Valentina is essentially a fighting machine. Right. She's so technical. I mean, she she she. Pretty much schooled Joanna. Yes. And Joanna's the woman we used to think of as this unbelievable technical machine. She lost close decisions to Amanda Nunes, who then went up in weight and (laughs) knocked out Chris Chris Cyborg. Cyborg, You know what I mean? Like, just put that into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's very good at fighting. Yeah, she's pretty good at this stuff. (laughs) She's not bad at the old fighting. She's pretty good. Yeah, all right. Well, listen, uh, and then it is, I think, you know, I I hate to say the people's main event, but the, the, the one that... Thing most people are uh, excited about, man. The one that most people are really, really looking forward to is Joanne uh, Calderwood. Many <laughs> <laughs> looking forward. I to am that actually one as well. uh, that was I'm just uh, the only fight that came to mind right away. Of yeah. course, Cowboy Cerrone and and Tony Ferguson. Um, listen, I, I did get a chance to sit down with both these guys. Tony Ferguson um, was actually my first interview on Wednesday when I got here, um, and. Uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure what we were going to get. I wasn't sure how he was going to be. I wasn't sure if he was going to be um, abrasive with the media. You know what I mean? Not uh, upset that so much of his you know, kind of personal life had been played out in public. I didn't know if he was going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. Um, but, but I did get a chance to sit down and speak with him. And uh, here's, here's what he had to say. All right, Tony. Well, it is a champ shit only, of course. 
You're back, man. Give me the feel. How, how does it feel now to be back? It's fight week. I mean, all, all, everything's aside. It's time to get back to business. I missed it. It's actually pretty cool to be back. Uh, we ran through Chicago. We did a couple miles, and people are feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's just the good vibes, man. Just glad to be back. No question. Fight gets announced. Every fan goes, oh, my God, this fight is going to be amazing. But I know a lot of people are worried about you, too. They said, man, is Tony ready to fight? Is this a good time for him to be taking a fight? When have I ever not been ready to take a fight? I've been doing this shit for a long time. I've seen the ups and downs from a lot of different things. I know how the game plays. I've seen the productions change different different companies. Uh, I've been around the block, man, to see what's going on, and uh, I know how to bounce back from anything. Yeah. Was it tough? I mean, was there any kind of an evaluation process with you, your team, everybody to say, this this is good, let's, let's fight, or? Fuck no. This is my call. I've always been the head of my team, and I always trust I put the best teams together, and they know exactly what they're getting, especially when I'm training. If I'm tripping over my shit inside my octagon, inside my, my cage, inside at home, obviously I'm going to do that at, at the place. Not one time did I do that over at camp. I mean, I've barely puked. I mean, usually I have my puking videos and I have my funny videos. I mean, I did a lot to get through that surgery, which was kind of fun. A lot of people felt inspired, and I've had a lot of emails, man. A lot of emails from people around the world. So if it touched you guys, it's awesome. You guys are there for me, too. So likewise, appreciate you. What have the last few months been like for you, Tony? I mean, you've had a lot of your private life kind of played out in public. Has that been difficult? I'm sure a lot of us you know, don't necessarily want our, our dirty laundry aired out, I guess, so to speak. Check this out. I have this thing I say, look, everybody's always wondering what the fuck I'm doing. I'm gonna tell you straight up, look, I have this much fucking privacy. Now, if you're in this sport, you're gonna have this much. I tell my wife and I tell my kids, like, enjoy it now, because right now it's not that busy. But every single time I go like this and I look inside my hand, I have just a little bit of space, and everybody's like, well, what's so special about it? What's so special, Tony? And I look inside my hand, and I kind of just do my own thing, and everybody's pulling at my arms, and then they just they want to know, they just want to fucking know, and they just can't help it, and they just want to pull. And then when they pull, they realize there's nothing there. And then they feel like assholes after that. So, for myself, I still have that. I still have my little box, my little dream box, which I, I like to go near and dear to my heart. And I have a couple little things that keep special to me that nobody really understands or knows. And I'm gonna keep it that way. But, it's awesome. I love this sport and this is what we signed up for. And this is exactly what people are gonna get. Come Saturday night at UFC 238, fans, don't stream this shit. You better buy that fucking pay-per-view. Look, we'll send out Lee the bill, and you know we'll get that shit taken care of. <laughs> nice. Talk about this fight, man. You're the you're the champ that never lost, right? I mean, and then here you are. You're you're, you're not in a title fight. You're ha but it's kind of the kind of the main event for a lot of people. I think they're most excited about this fight. So just give me your feel ahead of this fight. I think they should have put my picture on the poster for one. This is uh, disappointing to see for two. Um, this has been the first time I haven't been in a co-main event or main event in a very, very long fucking time. I made it a point to, as soon as I got in the UFC, to say I'm not going to ever go backwards. Um, you guys can call it what you want, man. This card sucked. I'll be straight up. I mean, I didn't fucking pay attention to anybody who was on this card. I mean, I don't give two fucks about the people that are at the top. only people that I care about right now are obviously Connor and, and Tiramisu. But those two bitches don't have enough balls to be able to sign a dotted line. And the only person that did was Cowboy. Cowboy's ride or die, man, and I'm so am I, man. There's, it's a dying breed, and these fucking dudes, they're ruining the sport. So I'm keeping this shit rolling. I'm making sure that the lightweight division's with the real champ. That's fucking me. I still have that belt. It's in my room right now. You guys want to go and check it out, I'll bring it to the next event. So don't trip. Is it frustrating a little bit that you have to take this fight? I mean, like I said, everybody loves this fight. We know it's going to be phenomenal. You two guys are two of the best to ever do it. 
Was it frustrating to you that you guys have to fight? The numbers are right, and we're going to make sure things are getting taken care of. A management company, new, new management, uh, new agents are taking care of me, and they're taking a load off my plate. I'll be real with you. It's actually really interesting because I'm so used to doing a lot. Uh, the stress has been relieved, and they're, they're hitting me up. I don't know what to do because I'm so used to doing so much. Um, they're asking very little of me, and they're, and they're asking, what can I help you with? What can I help you with? So to have that turn of events where I'm always stressing about and having to be double managed by Connor and somebody else, which has been just a fucking, just a headache. You have no under, no under, no way do you understand how fucking frustrating that shit has been. But now I'm in good hands. Uh, I'm a dangerous opponent now. I mean, I told Dana exactly when I had a meeting. I was like, look, you remember when I said it when we were in the Ultimate Fighter? He asked me, who do you want to fight next, Tony? I said, well, I signed up for a fucking tournament. I was like, I'm a <laughs> In order to be the best, you have to beat the best. And uh, it's only until shit just gets so downplayed and watered down that you don't want to talk about it no more. But uh, I'm here, Cowboy's next. I knew I was going to fight him. I knew I was getting scouted by him. And uh, I've been scouting that dude for a very long time too. So it's flattering to be able to go out there and share the octagon with him. Yeah. I always wondered, do you feel like the old management group kept you away from Connor on purpose? No comment. I'm not going to talk about them too much. I mean, really, I, it's like a brother thing to me. I try to give them chances. I mean, for four years, I knew this shit was going down the way it was. But I needed a couple people to tell me exactly and to convince my wife that shit was going down the way it was. So, I mean, I'm not going to say they owe me money or I owe them money, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's the other way around. Nice. Well, everybody's excited about this fight because I think it's going to be nonstop, right? I mean, you two guys are both all-action fighters. What, what do you think the, the key is here to win? I mean... Do you, do you feel like your ground game is better than his? Do you feel like your striking is better than his? I mean, what, what's the key to this fight for you? Key to this fight is conditioning. I don't think he, uh, you know, I don't know if he knows, he thinks he's a wrestler or what. I mean, obviously, he's, he does a lot of extracurricular activities. I'm an athlete, born and bred. I played football, baseball, and wrestling. And before I even took this fight, I was actually getting my right arm ready, like a Ricky Vaughn fastball, I say that. But uh, I, I really want to go play pro ball, like MLB, and uh, I think I got the opportunity to be able to do that. But no matter what I want to go and do, I'm going to stay focused at it, and I'm going to give my best. And that's just something my parents told me a long time ago. It's like, if you're going to do something, Anthony, make sure you do it with all your heart. Make sure you do it with enough gumption to go out there and be better than the next person. So I don't see anybody else beating me anytime, any soon, because my focus is exactly where it needs to be, and that's at UFC 238. Nice. What is the path? I mean, do you have the future laid out as far as this fight? Is it Connor? Is it the winner of Habib and Dustin? Uh, what's, what's, what's the plan? I don't really have a plan. Uh, I play it by ear and I, I'm a shoot off the cuff. I'm a bartender by nature and that's how I am. You know, whatever I can mix, whatever ingredients right there, that's what's going to happen. That's what I'm going to serve to these fools. So uh, lock them up. I know every fan is excited to see you back, but, you know, like I said, I think some people just want to make sure that you're okay. So what's, what's your message to those people that say, man, I... I love Tony. I can't wait to watch him fight. I just, I just hope he's good right now. I tell him to fuck off. Stop worrying about shit you can't handle, man. It's not your fucking problem. If you really want to fucking worry about how I am? Buy my fucking pay-per-view. Send me some money. Send me whatever. I don't give a fuck. But quit asking me fucking dumbass questions. You want to keep asking those questions? I'm going to say fuck you. Straight up. I'm back, motherfuckers.
right, that was El Kukui, Tony Ferguson. Um, I, listen, I, 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 that conversation could have gone on way longer, man. I wanted to, but I, I didn't want to hold him too long. You know, again, I felt like this was kind of this reintroduction. I knew we were going to get him at media day. I knew we were going to get to see him at the open workouts. Um, but, I, but I thought he addressed uh, some, some very important topics about where he feels, um, you know, where he stands, all these things. And um, overall, I mean, Oscar, you tell me, dude. I, I, I feel after this initial conversation you just heard – after speaking to him at open workouts, after seeing him one more time at media day today, that um, if if I had any fears, if I had any lingering fears that he shouldn't be here right now, that this is a bad spot, um, I don't feel it. Yeah, I mean, he certainly, in fact, he's calmer. The, the last time we saw him was at UFC 229, and that was when he held the um, eye-opening 30-minute scrum at the PI where he talked yeah. about Ninja Turtles. Um, come out, Chan can do. You know, like <laughs> you spoke about <laughs> it. it about essentially, that. every tangent. Where is Chapman can do? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, every tangent you can go on, and he had this very sort of uh, neurotic, frenzied energy. He does not have that this week. He's right. a lot calmer, but it's not like he's. It's if you're expecting some sort of docile Ferguson, where no. he's all like, oh, I'm, "I'm back. I'm excited to be." He's not that either. Nope. Still got the edge on him. It's t- you're talking about him having a chip on his shoulder. I don't think he has a chip on his shoulder to the media. And in fact, he actually said thank you to us for supporting him, which that was, was a bit odd. Very 180 degree turn from him there. But he, I really think him and the UFC, particularly Dana White, have a lot of laundry they need to get sorted because he came today with the interim title. Mm-hmm. That was taken from him, yep. and my first question to him was: and we did a scrum with him. My first question was, you know, how we know you think that title's yours, but how much did that hurt? And he was straight up was like, yeah, it really, really hurt. Yeah. I, I think Dana's comments about him wearing sunglasses yeah, yeah. really, really like kind of fucked him up. To be honest, that's yep. what it feels like, you know. Yeah, and, and that was a, a, an offhanded Dana remark. But, yeah, I mean, but he, said, he said a thousand of those a hundred times, and yeah. maybe some people who weren't quite as. Uh, energetic with their thought processes Tony wouldn't really read too much into yeah. it but on the other hand if you've just lost out on the fight you've wanted your whole career you've ripped your knee to pieces and you've had the title taken away which means you've had a lot of money taken away from you too yes. and then on top of that your boss is making fun of you publicly I'd probably get a little bit better too yep. you know um, so he's been an interesting guy to watch this week he does feel like regular Tony yep. he, do- he doesn't feel Yep. Different in any way. Looks, I mean, the open workout was intense. The guy can still good. run for three hours. It's you know? amazing. It's disgusting is what it is. It's, yep. it's, it's insane how how fit the guy is. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's. But, you, do, you know, you just don't... You don't know until they get in there and start training punches, I guess. But but it's also to... Not to compliment ourselves too much. The media are kind of in a weird spot because I think we've all read the reports of what supposedly he was going through. Right. Uh, the report said his wife filed a domestic... Uh, a restraining order on him but not out of fear because she was just concerned that he wasn't taking medication stuff like that and I feel like we all know what we're talking about he knows what we're talking about but no one really wants to say hey so remember earlier this year when and it so for me there feels there's there's an elephant in the room you know somewhat but he's incidentally has no interest in playing the sympathetic figure no as he told you and made you tell us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he wants people who were worried about him to fuck off. Yeah, and he's he's pretty adamant he's about like, it. He's like fuck off and worry about something else. And it was yeah, it was actually pretty funny. So during the scrum today, uh, was it Jose or, or somebody was asking him, uh, you know, kind of kind of going back down that back down that what road with him. You know, Jose, Jose Young's from uh, MMA fighting, kind of uh, going back down that road with him, starting to ask that, and he just turned to me and he was like, 
John, you want to answer that question for me? And I was like, he wants you to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he. he re- but it's funny. I mean, he's having a little edge about it. And you're right. You know, listen. I mean, it, it is interesting when you talk about. I mean, the questions that we're asking, he understands what they are. You know, he knows what we're referencing to. And I could see that maybe some people would say, well, you know, should you be specifically asking, like, Tony? Well, I don't have the balls to do it. I, to me, I think – That is rude. Yeah. I mean, dude, when you're starting to get into things that are about mental health issues, I don't know that you specifically need to yeah. ask, you know, about – just that. It's his wife and kids as yeah. well. Yeah. That's a lot. It's hard. I mean, I think asking, you know, where do you stand mentally? Where where do you stand at home? Where do you stand I – think, I think that's all-encompassing, like – I don't know that you need to sit there and, and you know. No, and I would agree, but it's just like so. For example, today's scrum, when you say, "How are you, Tony?" with the implication being like, are you "And go- I think you did. You yeah, asked that, I, right?" I, I, mean, asked, I asked flat I out, said, people- how, "How are you?" Yeah. And he shuts it down. He's like, "No, uh, but do you at least appreciate the fact that fans are showing an interest and caring about you?" No, they don't really care. Fuck them. To, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> refuses. And, and maybe there's some. I don't know if this can, maybe there's a bit of macho-ness to it. Like I'm not the fucking victim here. I'm not someone you should feel sorry for. I'm, right. you know, maybe maybe that's what it is. But he is. It would be very easy for him to come back as this beloved. Oh, yes, he's here, and I think for the most part he is. Yeah, but he's doing his best to not be. Well, I'll t- <laughs> that is true. It is funny because I did see a lot of fans' reaction once we put that story out in the interview. Out, a lot of people were like, "Ah, oh, dude, like I yeah, like yeah, you," yeah. and you, and I don't. I don't think he meant that specifically. Like, if you it's support me, it's a very Tony me, thing to say. Yeah, right? it's just like, man, it's me against the world. Like, I got this. I, I, I got myself to where I am, and I don't need you. I got this. I, you know what I mean? I, I didn't think bad about it, but, um, but I will say too. Again, uh, and, and you were right. The open workouts was a pretty receptive crowd overall. Yeah. But I did feel like, I mean, especially when you're going up against one of the most beloved figures in the yeah. sport in Cowboy Cerrone to get that kind of love and, you know, people yelling, champ shit only. Yeah. And there was a, some people were, you know, shoot on them. They don't yeah, want none. You know, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, oh, crazy stuff. Well, even I think you know, letting the, pulling apart the curtain, um, I think our analytics show how much people care about Tony Ferguson yes. right now. He's yep. been on fire in terms of views this week. Yep. And it's a story I think people can get behind, right? Like people care, you know, we, there's a lot of, fighters that piss people off Henry Cejudo we talked about but at the end of the day we follow these guys because we're fans of what they do absolutely right so when one of them go, it's it's almost like fighting's this sort of as Gennady Golovkin says this big drama show you know <laughs> and then when something like this happens with mental health stuff when something real happens I think fans for the most part do gravitate and really do like rally behind them that's the term yep. rally behind them I really think so actually funny to talk about Ferguson um, this is just a thing that came to my mind I was going to say to it in the scrum, but I thought it was too much of a shit story thing to say. But it is kind of funny that we've got this guy who's very vocally like, UFC fucked me, versus Mr. UFC. It is funny. Yeah, you kind of touched I, on I, it a I, little bit. I tried bit, to get there, but I didn't yeah. want to be like, well, um, you know. But It is interesting. I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like he's still angry, angry. Like, I don't see, like, I mean, he could go into Dana a lot worse. Or he could go For into sure. UFC a lot worse. But you're right. You can tell the whole situation, how it played out, like bother him, and rightfully so, man. Uh, I mean, I, 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 he so. got hard done by, you know, because I mean, even I think Khabib versus Conor McGregor was the right the right fight yes, to make. It was, but you know, Tony was out and he fought on the same event. <laughs> I mean, they didn't necessarily know that was going to happen, right. and they they didn't know they booked one before the other. But if I was Tony. I feel pretty hard done by. And you could still have—I mean, you—you you literally could have still had him fighting for an interim title yeah. while the undisputed yeah. title was yeah. being contested. Yeah, they make their own fucking rules up anyway. Like, yeah. why not? You know, it, it's. 
Nobody but, says you can't have them both fight. Yeah, or yeah, I mean, but the, and then because but, if it's automatic that they have to fight, then that's really just a number one contenders fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then D- Dana's rebuttal would be, "Well, we offered him Holloway for the interim title," and then right. Tony's rebuttal will be like, "Fuck it, I've already got an interim title." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many of these things do I have to get? I can play out that argument. Oh, <laughs> uh, so true. Well, listen, I think to, uh, any concerns I had about Tony physically, yeah. mentally, uh, psychologically, in, in terms of motivation or whatever, like. I, they're answered to me, man. I, I think we're going to get 100% Tony, so I, I'm excited for that. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone, obviously, I think we always think we're going to get 100% Cowboy. <laughs> um, I did get a chance to speak with him earlier in the week, too. I, I always love a chance to get down and, and, and uh, talk to Cowboy, especially if you can do it earlier in the week. Yes. Because if he's cutting to 155, he hates it and doesn't <laughs> like to talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about that, but uh, here's my interview with uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Cowboy, I know you're the, uh, the anybody, anytime, anywhere kind of guy, but, man, you finally made some demands after your last fight. You know, what you wanted. So why are you fighting? <laughs> because I love it. I do. Um, the only thing I am upset about is the UFC calls, and they, like, put these fillers out to see if, who will take a fight. And I was on vacation in Mexico, and then, like, two days went by, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, this is three weeks away. Like, I need to know, yeah, can I quit partying and eating shit food? But that was the only uh, problem that I had with this. I wish they would just been like, yeah, we got it. Let's go. Fly home. Because literally, I flew on my coach's vacation. We were all there. So then I just booked all our flights, and we flew back, back to it again. It's like, shit, here we go. That's crazy. I mean, is there any part of you, like, your family, your team, anybody that says, don't answer the phone, bro. You're on vacation right now. Let's let's just enjoy it. They were like, what? What do you mean we're, what? And I was like, let's go. And I go, oh, shit. That's funny. What was, I mean, was it was it the fact that it was Tony or was it the fact that, you know, it was a fight period? I mean, like, if it had been anybody else, would you, would you have done it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably would have. It didn't matter that it was Tony. But it just took a couple of days. I get why it took a couple of days. I mean, Tony... He's next in line for the title. So he's like, why would I go fight this dude? Like, no, right? And um, so I get it. But So that's what it took a couple of days. Him, like, in team, I don't know what they had. Give him more money. Tell him, you don't fight him. You're not fighting. I don't know what they had to do. But it came back golden. What about for you? I mean, listen, obviously, this is the fight that everybody wants to see. We know it's going to be a great fight. But you had said afterwards, you said, look, I want Connor or I want a title fight. Those are the things that make sense to me. So... This this is a number one contender, so this is undoubtedly the way, right? It's not like I'm straying, picking up a number twenty guy like I do sometimes. Um, so this is this is on the track. We're good. We're still in the. I'm still in the in the still on the highway, right? Might not be in the in the lane I wanted, but we're still there. No question. I know you you're not a a tape watcher or even a fight watcher, but I mean Tony's been around for a long time and yeah. obviously he's a, a popular guy. I mean, have, have you watched his career a little bit? Is he somebody that you did kind of I don't say admire, but it looks like the kind of guy that you would love to get in there with. Of course, yeah, and I saw him fight Landon, you know, I was I think I might have been live for that. I don't know. Um and he's just real unorthodox, man. He's like has so much confidence in throwing these wild like he there's not many guys that can just hit the ground roll come up throw an elbow spin you know what i mean like with such conviction and so it's, it's crazy i think that's where he's really dangerous yeah is there a way to prepare for that because he said he is such a unique fighter just bring it to his ass man don't let him do it <laughs> so that's the plan Nice. Uh, slow starting cowboy should be rocking and rolling let's see i tell you i tell you now what's today wednesday 
I don't know how Saturday is, but today I am. <laughs> you think that's going to be the key is, is, is you got to make sure you can't be a slow starter? I mean, I bet he comes ready to rock, so there's not going to even be – I bet it's we're banging right away. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any feeling out process. I think he's going to come across the ring, and we're going to go. Yeah. yeah. People were pretty amazed after your last fight, you know, kind of what you revealed afterwards, how you weren't feeling it and all that. I mean, have you thought about that at all, how to, how to fix that, how to address how to, that? For, what, 43 fights? No, I've been trying. I ain't figured it out yet. It's just weird. It's like people say, what Cowboy's going to show up? And it was good to be able to, like, push through that, right? Fake it till you make it almost. And uh, because, God, when I was in the back, I couldn't get it going. Couldn't get into second gear, just grinding. Couldn't get my flow. Couldn't get, didn't want to warm up. Didn't want to. I was just like, nah, nah, uh-uh. I don't know. It's weird. It's so weird. It's like fucking mental. I'm just a psychopath, though. <laughs> what do you think uh, short notice fights? I mean, you've, you've uh, done that plenty of times in your career. Is it, is it positive, negative? I mean, are there good things about it? Maybe, I know you don't like to think about the fights and stuff. Is it maybe good that you don't have much time you to think rock, about it? Boom, right back into it. Yeah. Um, I love them. I don't mind them at all, so it's good. Yeah. It's an addiction for you. It's funny because when uh, they were, like, the doctors reviewing me, um, uh, Taylor was back there and I said, don't suspend me. You know, like don't, because they give you, sometimes they give you like a 30-day medical suspension. And I was like, don't you dare. Something, I, I don't do it. And she's like, and the doctor's like, I got to give you at least three days. Like, that's fine. All right. So you had a feeling maybe something was coming. I don't know. I just, I hate it when they do that. But yeah, I just like, <laughs> you know, you never know. Next weekend, someone could pull out. You know, it's just, like, who knows? I like getting paid. You like getting paid. You're I here do. every weekend. Yep. So I want to be here every weekend. I get it. Everybody, you know, this run that you're on, everybody keeps pointing to, to Dad Cowboy. You know, that's that's what it's about. I mean, for you, is it that simple? No, or is it's something? not. It's yeah. not at all. I'm just, it's just that time. It just happens I have a son. If anything, the little bastard makes it harder. You know what I mean? It's like if you don't have a, a kid, they're up all night. They don't just – and if you're tired, they're not. You know what I mean? It doesn't – it's not like you just get free time, but we have such a great team of people at the ranch that all help out and take care of them and – so it's cool, but it's hard, man. It's having a kid is fucking tough, man. And you have to like not only think now I can't just think about me. I gotta think about him. Like when I go on the boat all day, I can't go on the boat all day. Now I have to put the shade bibbing me out. I can't get my son. You know, I gotta put him on the thing. I gotta. It's like, God, you little fucker, you're really cramping my style. <laughs> but um, I don't think that that's the secret weapon. I don't, it's not like oh, he has a kid now. Now he's fighting for something. Like no, I just. I think I've matured a lot with age and um, as a fighter, and I just, you know, now it's time. I was just, like, years ago we'd talk and you'd ask me about the title. I'm like, I don't care about the title. I just want to fight every weekend. I just want to fight. I want to fight. I fight. Now it's time, man. You know, it's, it's what I want. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to keep it, and then I'm going to jump off on top. You think it had to be, like, believing in yourself or having that confidence, you know, like finally accepting, like, maybe I am this good. Maybe I am. God, that, that's, I mean – Yes, for sure. Believing in yourself is like the hardest thing to do. Like, you don't believe like you're as good as these guys you're in here with. Sometimes you're like, and then some people have the mindset where they think they're better, right? I was not. I was always like, man, I'm in there with these guys. Like, I'm at the top with the UFC, and and then, and then if you look back on my career, I've been at the top my whole career. It's not like I, you know, falling down in the ranks and scrambling for fights. One fight they might cut me. So even in WC, so it's like time, like, man, maybe you do belong here. Maybe it's time to, let's go, you know? And uh, maybe it just came with the age, man. And I feel like I'm in my prime, 36, 
I'm a late starter. Didn't even go to the period until I was like 18, so maybe my prime's a little later than everybody else's. Everything about Cowboys slow starting, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I know you mentioned last time Grandma might not be able to make it out. If she's she here. Make, no, she's she, oh, she'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in tomorrow. Yeah. So was that? I mean, it, it sounds like you're accepting she might not be able to do it anymore. Man, she's get. It's hard. Like I flew last time from Canada to Colorado, to to Dallas to Colorado, back to Dallas, back home. Like it was. It was brutal, man. I was like, Grandma, you're killing me. <laughs> right? Like, oh, my God. I had to spend the night in Denver. It was, it was tough. But, no, she's going to make it. My uh, my cousin's coming out with her, so it's all good. So it's going to be tough when she doesn't? Like, That's going to be really tough. Yeah. But we've already talked about it. Man. We had this talk. She's, like, real open. to. She wants to go see my grandpa, you know. So she said, I'm no longer holding on with two hands. Right? It's, like, a tough thing to talk about. But my whole life, she's always... If we wreck a car or something, she says, yeah, if you come home, you wreck your car, so what? Now, if you came home and wrecked your car and told me that someone lost their arm, we'd have to worry about it. But it's just a truck, right? So, like, every, she always puts it in perspective for me. And she's like, you're going to get the call one day. And it could be before a fight. And she's like, I just want you to go fight. Like, that's what you do. So, don't worry about me. And I'm like, damn. So, we've talked about it. We've had to talk many times. And one day, it's going to happen, you know, and it's going to suck. But, hey. Just enjoy while you're here, right? All you yeah, like I said, I lost my grandpa as I walked the first first fight, man. It was so wild. It was crazy. That was my very first UFC fight on the phone. Boom. Died. As so, you were about to walk out? Yeah, Leonard was on the FaceTime with him here in the hospital. Yeah, I was in the hospital with him. He's like, go train, go take your thing, right? And he was sick and dying on his deathbed. And I went and asked him every question I could ever ask him, wanted to know. And... Uh, he, Leonard was on FaceTime, and right as Burt Watson was like, we're rolling, Leonard was like, we got a tear rolled down his eye, and I was like, fuck off. It was tough. But, hey. Did, we, did you think about not walking out? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Again, we had to talk like we knew, it was, you know, and um, they're, they're different people, man. They're really cool and always been down to earth, and like I said, my grandma said, you're going to get the call one day. Just, just do you. Nice. Let's talk about your mindset going to this one. I mean, this, this is a... It's going to be, as you said, it's the main event for people. I mean, we know it's going to be actually packed. Does your mindset have to be different? I mean, no, and this is not going to be some kind of, you know, counter affair or tedious technical approach. I mean, it seems like it's just going to be tough on your body, tough on your will, tough on everything. I mean, does it? Do you have to have a different mindset coming into a fight like this? No, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Like this is going to be one of those fights that you don't know it's going to happen. Like I don't know what Tony's going to do. So hell yeah, we to go. He's going to bring it, and we're going to stand and throw the fuck down and. Uh, I think for the fans, they know that as well. So um, it's fun. I love it. I love, 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 love it. And I don't know what else to say other than that. I mean, other than people know Cowboys fighting, pull the fucking car over, find a bar, buy the pay-per-view, and watch it because it's going down. And then what comes next? Are we are we are we are we gonna repeat it? That I want a title shot or I want Connor? Or this is this is undeniable title shot, man. I can't be in. Um, I'll call Dana or I'll go sit him right there and I'll say, check this out. Khabib or Dustin are in September. I'll be ready. I'll train. I'll fly to Abu Dhabi and I'll be ready just in case something happens. So that's uh, that's my plan. Nice. So be, be a backup. Just go hang be out. Backer, yeah. Why not? Let's go. I dig it. Well, I think everybody's anticipating this one. When you play this one out, what do you think? I mean, are we, are we getting ready for 15 minutes of chaos or do you think you can go in there and finish this guy? What, what's your plan? Yeah, I think I can go in there and finish him. I really do. Um, you know, he's got a kind of questionable jaw, and um, he's just real loony and crazy. You know, if, if you can beat crazy with crazy, let's go.
Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Good conversation as always. It's funny, actually. Uh, I saw some. I mean, not that I shouldn't even be reading online comments, but I, but I I saw a lot of people give me grief. They're like, "What kind of crappy interview are you?" That your first question for him is, "Why are you fighting this fight?" And I'm like. That's a legitimate question, dude. Like, Cowboy finally had made a demand. He had finally said, I either want Connor, or I want a title fight, and that's it. I'm not accepting anything less. And he ended up accepting this fight. And I understand he's the anybody, anywhere, anytime guy. And he lives that mantra, man. It's not just a, a conversation for him. Yeah. It's, he, he means it. But, man, this is a – dude, this is a tough fight. And here's what is so hard about this fight, right? Because there cannot be an MMA fan alive who's like – I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is an amazing fight. Yeah. It's one of the best fights ever put together. But I hate that one of these guys has to lose. And it's it's even worse because both of them, with the outer sport context, like Cerrone's on this huge, like, I'm coming, one last ride. Cowboys, yep. you know, he's got that behind him and that's got people running for him. Tony's coming back from this crazy personal shit. He's got that going for him. They're both in this pers- this point where it's like, yes, we're with you for the title, baby. And one of them's going to have to fucking lose. And it sucks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of another fight like that that bothered me that much. Like, I just, ha- I, I honestly hate that each of them had to take this fight. I mean, yeah. this fight, they've, they've been open about it. I mean, they both know. They're like, dude, you know why they called us. You know, it's yeah. like they're, 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 not even, they're not even trying to be, you know, subtle about it. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know. The UFC just asked. Or they're like, you know why they yeah. called us. You know what I mean? But it's... It, it sucks that one of them is going to take a big step back because, I mean, they're both on the cusp, right? They're both on this chase, and they're both right there. And one of them is going to tumble down a little bit. 100% agreed. And I actually think a lot of it depends on how the fight plays out. If it's a three-round barn burner, real close, I, I think back to Lawler versus Cerrone, where right. it was like, you know, close, but one winner. Right. I think most people would be like, wow, that was a great fight. If someone gets starched in the first round and then they really take a step back, yeah. it's going to be a very bitter pill for a lot of people to take. Like if Cerrone came out there and got buzzsawed because he started slow, right. I'd feel so bad for him. Yeah. You know, he had this huge thing. And Amazing it, win streak going. Yeah. He's chilling in Mexico and they call him because they need him. And, and if, if Tony comes out and he's goofing off and he gets caught with a head kick from the left and he goes down, I'd feel terrible for him too. You know, yep. it, it would suck. I will say... While the winner will go on and, and should rightfully fight for the title, they are in the division where some magic tends to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying this for bias, but there are a few names. Maybe no. More, maybe one. Uh, I mean, look, all right, you work for the yeah. Mac Life. But just, yeah, that, yeah like, I, as we were talking, I guess I did. that did kind of occur to me, too, that, like, okay, the loser is not going to be eligible to fight for the title because that's generally not how things work. I mean, yeah. not always. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can They'll lose. They'll get an interim th- shot yeah. instead. Sometimes you can lose a fight for the title. But, uh, but you are right. I mean, I guess the consolation prize could be Conor McGregor. I mean, if if – it feels, and I'm, I will point out to anyone listening, I don't know right, right. jack shit. Right. But I will say, it just feels like he's he's obviously, judging by his social media, he's, he's desperate. He's talking about he a comeback. He wants to come back. He's training. Hurt himself training so hard. He's he, super he, late he, he, tweeted, he tweeted yesterday that his next fight is going to be his 12th, like his whiskey proper 12th, all available at all stores now. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Thank well you, done, thank sir. You, thank yep. you, thank you. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's, he's obviously there. And I think... A fight between him and Tony would make sense any time you put that ever. Thousand percent. And a fight with him and Cerrone would make sense any time you put that. Thousand percent. Ever. So, if they want to make Connor versus Khabib two, they could put him against the loser of Tony Ferguson Cerrone, mm-hmm. and that would solve everyone's problems because the winner of that fight, and I don't, 
and I no disrespect to the phenomenal fighters, but Justin Gaethje and Edson Barbosa and Ally Kinta would have to do a fucking lot to overtake the winner of that fight. You're so true. So I think, and, and that's also... You're right. Unless somebody, you're right. I guess the key is, the caveat would be if they don't get starched in the first round. Yeah, if something doesn't happen thing. quick, and and maybe you could even write that off. But no, but I mean, if you have like a back and forth, again, we're only going three rounds, not five. If you have this back and forth, fight of the night, 29-28, maybe even a split decision or yeah. something, then a million percent. For sure. You know? Uh, and that's... And, but you don't know. You don't know what Connor decides. Maybe he just wants that could be a rematch. Maybe he feels justified in getting it. You know, you never know. And hey, fucking Dustin Poirier is not bending over for anyone either. So right. that's, that's not fair to discount him. But it 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 does feel that if they were going to have these two absolute fan favorites and one has to lose, they're in the right division for it to be maybe made okay down the line. Essentially, that's, that's true. Do you uh, are you so bold as to venture which way you're leaning on this one? Because Listen, I, I'm I'm just throwing it out there. I think if anybody's listening to the show, they know <laughs> I'm a cowboy home or ride or die, man. Like I don't pick against cowboy. So of course, if you look at our staff picks at MMA Junkie, I'm picking cowboy. It's definitely not a fight where I think I'm just picking cowboy because I yeah. mean I think he can, and I think if you're, I mean I I I think if you want to fight Tony, I feel like now is a good time. You know when yeah. there are the question marks, which yeah. we think have been answered, but they still exist. Um, but man, dude, like it's a coin flip. Well, I also think the thing about Tony is I go back and watch his highlights and you see how many fights he's won. I'm never really able to put my finger on what he does that that makes him able to win. You know, right. he's just chaos and somehow gets his hand raised. Yep. And you're like, okay, so he won again. I don't know how he got there, but he won. Yep. And he he's so good in ways that I can't describe because he's not the it's same incredible. as anyone else. No. But I, I won't be so bold as to make a pick, although I am probably leaning Ferguson. Yeah. But I will say, I think we'll know early on who wins because I think if Cerrone starts slow, mm-hmm. he's probably going to get buzzsawed yep. uh, because Ferguson will not start slow. No. And I think Cerrone, for example, took round one against Al Iaquinta off. Yep. You can't do that in three rounds. Right. And if you're taking a round off against Tony, you're going to get fucking lacerated. So true. So... I think we'll know if if Cowboy comes out firing like he did against like Melvin back in the day, and you know if he comes out swinging ready to go, then we've got a real fight on our hands. But if we get to like minute two of the first round and Cowboy's not thrown a kick or a, you know a solid punch, then I think Tony will walk away with it probably. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait, dude. It's but it's, it's funny, but it's, it's, it's like you said, it's like it, you got the. There was a, probably a year ago. If you had Tony versus Cowboy, I'd say Tony was going to win. I'd, I'd pick quite confidently. Yeah. But you got Tony with questions, and you got Cowboy on this run of beautiful form. This is like the time. It is. It's You're just, right. I think a year ago, yeah, I'd be like, "Hey guys, I'm just so you know, I'm picking Cowboy." But like, I, I think Tony's. I, I, I would have picked Tony quite <laughs> quite convinced, but now it's just like, oh shit, who knows? Crazy. All right, listen. Uh, the main card next up is because uh, you can't just like skip through on this. Peter Yan versus Jimmy Rivera. Phenomenal fight at Bantamweight, yeah. man. Um, I'm surprised to see the odds. I mean, I, I, I'll i be honest. I'll just throw it out there. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Peter Yan, um, and so I wasn't surprised to see him the favorite, but I am surprised to see him as the favorite out there. It's like minus 300, minus 340. I mean, Jimmy Rivera's Jimmy tough. Jimmy Rivera is respect on his name, oh, too. That guy's very good. God, he's tough as they come, man. But, uh, you know, Peter Yan, listen – the run that he's on, five fights in a, in a calendar year, man, that's crazy. He debuted in June 23rd of 2018. Teruto Ishihara, Jensu's son, Douglas DeAndre, John Dotson. I mean, he keeps kind of moving up the ladder a little bit. Him, huh? Yeah, man. He's, he's, he's above 
Aljo and uh, Pedro as well. I know. Mm. I know. Listen, I, I, I'll throw that out. I asked Peter today. I said, listen, I mean, everybody I think is saying that, that Aljamain and Pedro is the number one contender fight. What do you think? And he's like, I don't think they're the number one contender fight. You know, what if what have they done? I'm the one that's out here, you know, working all the time, the one that's, that's putting on the most exciting fights. He said, yes, I understand their names are probably more well-known than mine here. He's like, but the fans know, you know, that I'm yeah. I'm legit, and here's I think a, I deserve here's it. A, he's a spicy guy today. Yeah. At the, at the, yeah, he was, like, starting talking shit to Pedro. Yeah. He was, and then when Cejudo's team started, he was in the middle there too. Gotta love it, man. Guy likes likes a scrap. I'm a fan, man. I think he's uh, he's starting to open up a little bit, man. I've interviewed him several times, and he doesn't speak English, but he used to answer like really, really short. That was actually the funniest thing. Him and Pedro had a face off, and they had to use his translator to talk shit to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro was like, duh, 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 duh. he's whispering in his ear. <laughs> the translator had to start the fight and then defuse the fight. Oh, it was fantastic. That is phenomenal, man. Yeah, kind of language. You got to get like Google Translate yeah, through a phone or whatever to talk you. trash. <laughs> Read that. Listen, yeah. this will be a big, big win for Peter, man. Uh, Jimmy Rivera is, uh, dude, he's a stud. And yes, I know he's coming off a loss. And yes, I know he had the, the Marias loss, but Marias, again, uh, a monster. Um, you know, it's it's not an easy ride for Jimmy, but that dude's just like a, a little tank of a man, dude. Yeah. He's just strong and big. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm leaning towards Peter, but. Um, I don't think I, I don't think he should be able to jump in line in the number one contender. I do believe yeah, I, agree. I do believe Aljo and Pedro should be the proper number one contender fight. I agree. I mean, you got the chance. Like we were talking about the entertainment era earlier, when we have the chance to make divisions based on rankings and meritocracy, yes. let's take them. I you agree. Know, there, you can have like there are a couple of divisions. It's like that's a superstar division. If Brock Lesnar wants to show up at heavyweight, he gets a heavyweight title he shot. Gets a title shot. If an Irish man wants to show up at lightweight, he can probably have one too. Yep. So you got your superstar divisions where the rules sort of have they form themselves. Right. But I think if you can have divisions that you like your that your meat and potatoes, like your, your, the real core, yeah. I think you need to take them as much as you can. I so agree. I, I think bantamweight should be that. I think welterweight should be that too because there's so many contenders there. I'd yep. like to see them play out. And even middleweight with Rob at the top. Yep. But you, uh, like heavyweight's always a fucking who knows. The heavyweight's always a who knows. The lightweight's always a who knows. Yep. But everyone else, I'd like to see, you know, it get into the right people. I agree. I think this would be the breakthrough moment for Jan, no question about for it, sure. because this will be the biggest audience seeing him, and it'll prove that he's like upper yeah. echelon and that you could put him against anybody, but 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 you shouldn't put him in a title shot. All right, main card opens up with Blagoy Ivanov versus Ty Tuvasa. And listen, Blagoy, again, somebody that trains in Las Vegas. I see him all the time in Extreme Couture. Hardworking guy. Tough as they come. I mean, everybody knows the history of him being stabbed yeah, and yeah. all that. He is not fun to talk to. He is a terrible <laughs> interview. He might be the worst interview in the UFC right now. Oh, uh, it's just, it's it's not good. You forget um, who's in your headline. I, <laughs> you know, uh, but... Uh, then the flip side of that equation, Ty Tuivasa, Ty is as fun as it comes. And listen, right before we press record on this, the new Embedded episode came yeah. out. If you haven't seen Embedded episode four. four, episode four, make sure you watch it for at least the first minute. It's just Ty Tuivasa being Ty Tuivasa. Yeah, he arrives in Chicago. He steals a shopping cart and meets a rapper called Red Velvet and introduces <laughs> her to the world. And the whole time, big smile on his face. Oh, he's he's a character. But you know what? This is. And he's saying it, but I do believe it, man. I do believe that loss. You know, it was his first professional loss. I mean, he's a kid. He's a young kid. Yeah. He's, uh, he's his, again, incredible personality. He's fun. I mean, you can tell, like, he just kind of just enjoying life. Hey, I just go out he's there and throw a ball. He's a wild man. But I really do think when, when you hear 
that he has gone back and watched that loss every single night since, you know, and watched it and, and, and let it burn, let it sear through him. And he's just like, dude, I don't want to lose again. It sucks. I hate it. It's terrible. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm doing things. And he looks leaner to me. It looks like he's taking things a little bit more seriously in terms of, of his diet and nutrition. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, heavyweights are heavyweights. And yeah. you, you throw and you get caught. Shit happens, you know. But I do feel like whereas maybe before he was this raw athletic talent that was just like – I don't care. I'm having fun. Let's do it. Yeah. I do feel like now he's saying, hold up. You know, and I, and honestly, man, I, I, I wonder if at all, if Tyson Pedro's had a little bit of a, an influence on it too, because I know Tyson, Tyson was that guy that was like, Hey man, yeah, yeah. I'm just here having fun. I'm, you know, I got my fun walkouts and then he suffered a couple losses and he went from this, Hey man, this is the next generation guy to do you even deserve to be here? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 I, and I do feel like Ty's at that moment. I feel like this is going to be one of those performances where we see is he really dedicated to being somebody or is he going to be just this raw athletic talent that, that doesn't ever kind of refine himself? Yeah, I actually asked him, I said, so do you come off that loss and think I need to prove I'm technical and beat him by a solid decision or are you going to come out here swinging with it? My, what I was going for with that answer is if he's, oh, I'm coming here to knock him out, then you know I feel like he wouldn't have learned much, but he's right. like, I'm coming here to win. That's yep. what he said. And I think a lot of his attitude is, I'm here having fun. But I also think those guys, like those Islanders from, from Oceana, they're so fucking tough that they essentially think like, oh, I'll just walk in there and I'm going to hit him and he'll fall down. Right. And that's that's about as much goes into it for them. And then when they lose, they kind of get like, well, that's not supposed to happen. And then maybe there's a fluke, I'll do it again. Right, so, right. so he he said, you know, I'm glad I lost to someone like JDS. He's really, really good. A, le- a legend, he said. But... Yeah, it's a turning point. It's a real attitude tester. Do you continue thinking like, ah, fuck, you know, go in there, have a fight, see what the balls to the wall, whatever? I'd like to see him come out measured. I don't want him to lose what he has because he's so much fun. But it'd be, imagine if he came out a real technical performance, knockout late on the fight and just showed that he's a mature performance. That's it. You know, and he said, like you said, you don't want him to lose who he is, man. You want him to be a little aggressive. You want him to be fun, you know. But even he said, you know, a little more patient, a little bit more measured in the way he approached things. You know, I think that'd be the right way. Because if you imagine his skills... I mean, the JDS was a big test for him. But if you watch that and you think, like, oh, now against Ngarni, you're like, well, that's not going very long. Like, Ngarni's right. going to have his way with him. You know, you want him to he's, – and he's young. You know, you've got to build him up and stuff. But I, I, I'd like to – I really want to see a mature performance from him. I agree. And, and in no way, again, am I trying to, you know, discount Blagoy at all. I mean, he showed his durability sure. against Rothwell, no question. I mean, you can you can argue whether or not he actually won that fight or not, but he definitely showed his durability. I mean, even against JDS, you yeah. know what I mean? He's – He's as tough as they come, yeah. but listen, I, I think there are tough fighters, and then there are guys who. <laughs> when, yeah, when you survive a stabbing, you know <laughs> what I mean. Like I think you prove yourself. But yeah, I am, I, I am think very interested. I think I think we're gonna learn a lot about who, what Ty Tuivasa's future holds sure. in this fight. All right, uh, prelims, man. Again, this card, this yeah, card is funny. loaded, man. It's funny because you went through them, right? and the, the more fights you're asked, are they not on the main card? Are I they know. not on the main card? Here we go, prelims. Nina Ansaroff versus Tatiana Suarez. Um, I, I, listen, number one contender fight, no question about sure. it. I love it. Um, I, I believe Tatiana Suarez is a future champion. I, I don't think I'm alone in that. I think we've I, I, I've seen it very early on, and I believe it. I know she's very, very early in her career. Nina Ansaroff uh, is kind of having this resurgence, maybe, you know, maybe a Cowboy-esque era where she's yeah. like, you know, things have changed, and she's she's really on a run. Both of them deserving. I, I am leaning towards Tatiana. I just believe Tatiana is, is a horrible matchup for, for any – I think she is very much a female Habib. You know, she's got yeah. that wrestling on a different level. Well, she, she's essentially in a very weird spot because women's MMA is constantly evolving still. She happens to be like the first person in her division with that skill set. You know, so it's it, – it, I think 
just by product of her skill set, yes. she's going to be a future champion. I agree. And also, she's very big for the weight. Yes. And she's obviously as strong as fuck. Yep. So I think for me, that's... For me, even if you took away the fact that she's obviously very good, yep. I think skill set-wise, a dominant wrestler would go through that division right now. I agree. But she also happens to be a dominant wrestler that fucks people up. Yep. So... I think yes. I like Nina. I mean, of course, Nina, uh, an incredible team around her, you know, sure. and, 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 man, kudos to her because I think now, you know, no longer is it just Amanda Nunes' girlfriend yeah. or Amanda Nunes' fiance, you know. It's like, no, this is Nina Ansaroff, you know. She's putting wins together. She's had some great performances the last few times out. But the problem with Nina is I, I felt like she's, for a while there, she was kind of umming and ahhing about fighting, right? right. She used to look, and then she got in a win streak. She's like, oh, I guess I'm in it now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not fair to judge her based on that because if you lost a few, you'd probably be like, oh, why bother? But yeah. when you're facing that against someone like Tatiana, who is, you know, passion. Going to make you question every moment yeah. of, of why you're in there. It's yeah. like, again, it's like fighting Habib, you know? And, you, you know, you talk to Tatiana and, like, do you reckon you'll be champion? Fuck yes, I'm going to be champion. You know, yep. it's, so that's different. It. I mean, and it's actually funny when they did their stare down today and they you, they turned to the media and Nina's just, like, smiling and Tatiana's just sort of brooding. Yeah. You know, so I just. Yeah, it's Nina has had a resurgence, but I think uh, she's fighting the future. Tatiana, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Tatiana does have that cut above, but it is women's MMA is still very much in its infancy. You yeah. know what I mean? It is, and that's not to disrespect anybody that's there. It's just yeah. it's those developmental yeah. patterns of, yeah. of where you come from. I mean, she comes from an incredibly elite background in, in wrestling. So, yeah. uh, all right, Pedro Munoz versus Aljamain Sterling. Uh, by the way. A phenomenal fight all the way around, but you know we talked about very much similar, I think, to the main event, yeah. where it started out as maybe just a little poking back and forth. At, l- at least Pedro Munoz seems legitimately pissed off right now. Definitely, I, the first thing I even asked Aljo today, I said, "Hey, between me and you, I think it's time to get under his skin," and he definitely is. Uh, Aljo has been very open about his disapproval of Pedro's previous um, test PD, yep. his PD usage. I think it was was it elevated testosterone. Yep. He's pretty, not a big fan, and he spoke a lot about that today. And I don't think Pedro's a big fan of him bringing it up. Yep. And that's really, I think, where most of this started. Totally. And I think, you know, these are young, hungry guys as well. And it's, it's you know, when you've got old guys, like old you know old heads like Cerrone, we've seen it all before. Yeah, They're, you're not going to wind yeah. them up. But when you've got two young, alpha, like hungry alpha guys, I think it's very easy for them. Because like, even with Aljo and... Jimmy Rivera, they were like tetchy, you know. Yep. I think that's a lot what it is, but uh, certainly Pedro is not Aljo's fan. It's very much like Marlon Marias, you know. The, uh, Pedro has spent his whole career just kind of being like, eh, I don't want to talk. Yeah, that's yeah, good, yeah. you know. And now he's like, dude, their stare down was good, man. It was really good, but also it's not just. It's I was gonna say, oh, it's mostly Pedro, but it's actually not because if you talk to Aljo, he might be a bit calmer and less fiery, but he'll talk a lot about oh, yeah. what he doesn't like. It, yep. but, you know, he'll he's Aljo is. Very good at the media, but sometimes he can just give you a, there's an answer. Do with it what you will. You can ask me another question. But right. today he's actually following up on his own answers, yep. which is a tell that something's kind of bugging them, you know. Yep. And then he said, and I mean, I don't condone such ill wishes, but he said he hopes that when Pedro gets older, his pecker doesn't work anymore. Wow. So, that mean, is strong words, yeah, my mean, friend. My goodness. Dude. I mean, why do you got to wish that on a yeah. guy? Miss Munoz, I'm sorry. Aljamain is a, a, a slight favorite here. I, I got to say, man, a, another toss-up fight, yeah, a high-level fight, yeah. and I think this uh, this should be a, a number one contender fight. No disrespect to, to Peter Jan if he's able to pick up a victory there. Alexa Grasso versus Carolina Kovacavich. Calvin Cater versus Ricardo Lamas. Angela Hill versus Jan Jianan. Bevan Lewis, Darren Stewart. Gregory Popoff versus Eddie Weinle. Caitlin Chukagian versus Joanne Calderwood. So 
a lot of really, really notable names there. I will say it's funny because we said there's only one UFC newcomer. Grigory Popov is that man fighting out of Russia. <laughs> I decided I wanted to go talk to him today. If you get a chance after you listen to this, go watch the video on YouTube or it'll be on MMA Junkie as well. Just because I want you to get a sense of this guy. You know, you think Russian, you think stoic, you know, very just reserved. I think of a Peter Yan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's the prototypical, like, Russian Fado. fighter now. Yeah, yeah Fatal esque yeah, awesome. you know, just very. This dude is literally, like, just smiling ear to ear the whole time. <laughs> he's streaming on Instagram live, just, like, looking around. You know what I'm asking? Me, you know, man, how do you feel? And, and he answers me in English first. He's like, ah, this is my dream. You know, look. I hear, you know, and then he goes into, into Russian. It's so funny. He's so infectious that he's answering me in Russian, but he's smiling. It's almost just like big, goofy grin where he's just like, ah, I can't even believe it. I have no idea the words that are coming out of his mouth, and I can't help but smile. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, and I have no idea what he's saying, and then they translate, and it's all cool, it's, and it is funny. So here's what's really funny. So the first thing was, you know, like, ah, oh, man, can you believe you're here, and I guess the, the the team has all been kind of joking, you know, because he's like, I can't believe I hear. They've been kind of messing with him, like, ah, oh, to be honest with you, it's just a big practical joke. Like, we don't actually have you a fight, you know, or anything like that. But, like, you know, this thing, you're like, oh, we'll just keep carrying this joke. But it is funny because UFC.com, granted, is not always the most accurate website at this time. <laughs> uh, they have had their issues. Uh, but that fight is still actually not listed on UFC. Oh, For no. whatever reason, <laughs> that fight has never been added oh, to the list. Goodness. So it is kind of funny with them saying, like, nah, dude, you don't actually have a fight. Like, we're just, this is just a huge practical joke. Yeah. Don't say that. Dana will hear it and be like, that's a good joke. Let's do that. <laughs> Uh, but so that one's fun to me. Um, but Eddie Wineland is his most experienced opponent. So that could be a, a, a very, very tough to view. Uh, Bevan Lewis versus Darren Stewart. I talked to both those guys, man. They're excited. Darren Stewart was actually pretty funny. I, I asked him, I was like, hailing uh, from your neck of the woods. Hmm. He was very, uh, he was very disappointed that he didn't get to fight on the London card. Uh, but you know, he's fighting here now. Um, but I was asking him, you know, what do you think about the matchup? He's like, he's actually kind of a funny dude, man. But he was just like, well, we're both black, so <laughs> black, black people are, are pretty strong, so we're both going to be strong. I was like, all righty then. Oh, oh, okay, uh, great great matchup, you yeah, know. Yeah. He's, he's a good dude, man. He was he was funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a kick out of that. Alexa Grasso, I'm excited about seeing her back, man. It's been over a year since we've seen her fight. Of course, her last fight, she was kind of uh, steamrolled by Tatiana Suarez. That was just a bad matchup for her. Um, excited to have her back. Her English is getting really, really good as well. Uh, like I said, uh, and Carolina, man, she needs a bit she, of make she, a break for Carolina. Yeah, Carolina needs to win. Man. I had, I had, really a good, had a good speak. I mean, it's not a good. Speech. I only spoke to her for a couple of minutes because she's not, you know, necessarily. Sure. The, yeah. But she was saying that she's just thinks she needs to change her mindset, and that she's. She said with Michelle, she was like, "I, I think I lost because I was too oh my respectful." God, Michelle, yeah. And she said so. You know, I think I really need. I'm telling myself every day how much I hate this person, and she's like, "So I, you know, I don't want to, but I must smash her face." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, but I, yeah, I, it's interesting. She, Carolina's declined from when she fought Joanna and really like hurt Joanna at some yeah. point. It's been quite a steep one. So she's in, she's in a bit of a make or break moment, I think. Yeah, I agree. Chukagan and Calderwood kicking off the the, the first fight is is crazy, and it's cool. You know, I, honestly, I love the fact that both of them this week, especially JoJo, was like. This is garbage. Them the first Friday night. She's it's like, a number one contender fight. Yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely could is. be a number it, one contender I fight. I I tend to agree, and it's the first fight. So you know, again, maybe this goes back to ESPN and ESPN Plus and yeah. how they're structuring cards. And it's not. I mean, the ideal scenario is not always. Let's put the suckiest fight first. Let's yeah, put the yeah. next suckiest fight. So you know, to to space it around a little bit. There there is a design element to the card, but but JoJo especially, I, I love this. She's like. 
I do not believe them the first Friday night. She's like, and I'm going to go have a performance that proves to the world that I do not ever she belong to She was early in here. Brooklyn as well, right? Mm -hmm. Last yeah. time we saw her, she was early, early in Brooklyn. So we'll see. She's uh, It's it's a big fight for her, man. You and I were talking before we forgot on, man. She seems like a, a reinvented person out sure. in Vegas, man. Just her mindset, you know, the way she carries herself. It's 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 a thousand percent different than the I had a good stare down today, too. Yeah. They're, they're both, I was saying to you before the show, they're both they're similar to each other, I think. They're both sort of just tough, like, yep. all right, let's go. And I, I think that could actually be a very good fight. They, and, you know, it's funny, you know, Best of luck trying to get performance of the night when Tony and Cowboy are fighting on the. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not fighting for fight of the night bonus. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. worry, about that. but it is. It is like, and that was one that's kind of had a little bit of low key heat as well. You know, like yeah. JoJo kind of came out and was like, just like ah, she runs a lot and is loud or something like that. You know, so that effect. <laughs> Caitlin was like, ah, she shouldn't talk trash because she's corny. So it's gotten kind of like low key. They're they kind of think they kind of hate each other a little bit. That's but that's it's like the difference between the men's MMA and they're all like, oh, I'm gonna smash this guy. Yeah. And the women's like, yeah, yeah, I just. Not a big fan. And then they get, and then they get this stare down. They're both <laughs> like, screaming murder into each other's to eyes. Kill you. Yeah, yeah. It's complete. Like, oh yeah, no, just, yeah. that's awesome. Well, listen, it is, it is a great card. I mean, no question about it. The addition. Had we not had Cowboy, uh, Tony Ferguson, it would have a different feel. There's no question about it. But it would still be a loaded card. Oh, for sure, for sure. But that is a sweet fucking so fight. Right. I'm so <laughs> glad. Right. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we we thought Cold Coffee might be able to stop by, but he's obviously still uh, deep in the edit and. We don't want to poke the bear because when we poke the bear, <laughs> the bear gets very angry. So, unfortunately, he will not join us. But maybe uh, we'll see how things go. I think uh, we fly out kind of late on Sunday. So, I'm hoping on Saturday night we can jump together, have a little and a half action because I think there's going to be a hell of a lot to talk about. Yeah, boy. In the meantime, there's a hell of a lot of beer to drink. So, uh, we're going to uh, change our attention to these frosty beverages and tell everybody else, thanks for listening. Thank you.